Today, I want to share a message I'm calling God Help Us Unite. God Help Us Unite. And 12 weeks ago, when we started this, uh, we joined with a global prayer movement called Unite 714, where every night at 714, we came on Facebook Live and prayed together. How many are grateful for all of our team and staff and leaders that have been doing that? You guys have been awesome. Steve and Alyssa, thank y'all so much. David and Dana, thank y'all so much. And uh, I know uh, Sheila and Stephanie and Lucy and Dustin, and we even got Mama B on Unite 714. Uh, Y'all don't know what I had to do to get her on that one. Uh, and so we're still working on Lori, and, and uh, uh, that's all right. We're coming. So I, wanna, I wanted to say uh, thank you for that. But I want to share the passage of Scripture that, that really started all this, which was in 2 Chronicles 7.14. And I think it's just as, as fitting as it was 12 weeks ago as it is today right now. And that is, it says, if my people who are called by my name, everybody say these red letters with me, will humble themselves and, and my face and turn from, man, y'all just don't know how good that feels. Okay, turns from their wicked ways. Watch the next verse that says this. Then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin. And how many believe that this is a verse for this season, even right now, as we are as a nation more than ever before? And I'm praying for a spiritual awakening to happen in our church and our communities and in our nation. And I, I can't tell you how heartbroken I've been over the last couple of weeks seeing um, some of the injustices that we've seen. And, and I just want you to know the injustice that we've seen is a sin and it's senseless and it's, it's wrong and it's evil, but it's the devil. And just as much as there was an invisible uh, disease at the beginning of this, there's still an invisible disease that's happening even now. And how many know both of them are strategies of the enemy to divide, to steal, and to kill? Come on, how many are you glad, though, that we have the answer that heals and unites and brings us together? And uh, I'm so grateful for that. And, and when I read this verse, I think about the fact that the solution has never changed. The solution has been, if my people... Notice it doesn't say, if those people... It says, if my people, we are God's people, and I can't think of a better time in the history of the world. We are in an unprecedented opportunity as the church of Christ to rise up and to be united together, to join together. This is our moment right here, and I believe I am so incredibly grateful for this moment. Um, I feel the weight of this moment. Could it be, watch this, could it be that the healing of our land sits on the shoulders of God's people? Yes. Yes. If my people, who are called by my name, and then he gives us the things that we need to do. And so I want to share to you today um, a, a message called God Help Unite Us. And I want to give you three thoughts today, okay? Normally we got notes. I know we're not doing the notes thing right now, so you can take either mental notes or you can pull out your phone and just jot a couple of these things down. But I want, you, I want to give you three thoughts today. Number one is God help us love deeply. God help us to love deeply. If we are going to be united as a church, united in our communities, united in our marriages, you've got to learn to love deeply. This is so crucial here. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 12, watch this, says this. Hatred stirs up strife, but, everybody say it? Love covers all offenses. Love covers all offenses. I don't know if you have kind of noticed just over the last couple of weeks now that people are more on social than they've ever been before, but um, hatred does not make anything better. 
It stirs things up. But love covers. Love covers offenses. And, and we're in a season right now where we need, to have, we need to have tender hearts and thick skin. We need to not be offended quickly. We need to learn to love and engage into people's world. And, um, not only are we dealing just with racial tensions that are there, I've had more messages over the last 12 weeks with marriages that are hurting right now than ever before. I don't know if it's just because they're in the same house more than ever before. Uh, that could be. Um, but I think, I think it's just as much the devil as anything else is. That God is bringing division there. And, and so today's message is, is not just geared towards racial reconciliation. This, this message is geared towards relational reconciliation, relational healing. So no matter if, it's a, if you're married, this can apply to that, or if there's friendships, or maybe if there is um, you know, just coworkers that you're dealing with, or whatever, your kids, God help us to love deeply. Now I'm gonna give you kind of a, how I broke down love. Now, I'm going I'm to show you. Now, I, I've spelled it a little bit differently. I did L-U-V-E, but you can, you can stay, hang with me. If we're going to love deeply, we've got to, first off, we've got to listen. You can't love and not listen. You, you, can't, you can't ever love someone deeply unless you are willing to listen to them. Any married people? <laughs> okay, so are, anybody ever heard, are you listening to me? And you're like, uh-huh, and they're like, no, you're not. And you're like, yes, I am. And they're like, no, you're not. And then they say this. What did I say? Did I say? <laughs> and you're like, you're like, you know, I'm in trouble. That's what you said. You said, I'm in trouble. Uh, and she's like, yep, even more. So we, we got to be willing to, to listen. We've got to be willing to understand. And what I mean by that is if you ever want to reconcile with people, if you ever want to stand united with people, you've got to seek to understand more than trying to be understood. And we live in a society where everybody wants other people to hear from their point of view, but they don't want to seek to understand yeah. from the other perspective, which also leads to validate. What I mean by validating is, is that people's emotions are all over the place. Um, if, if you're married, you've, you've got emotions that are all over the place. You've probably said some things you shouldn't have said. Uh, maybe you felt some things that, you, that, that are legitimate to you. And, and I know people right now are feeling emotions, um, heartbreaking emotions, and should. Some are outraged and should. Some, some are depressed and, so, and should be. With, with sadness of just what the enemy has put on them. And, and they, they feel it and that's okay. We'll validate those emotions that are genuine and true. But then, but then at the end we've got to come back and we've got to, we've got to empathize with people. Now let me, let me ask you this, this question, okay? So let me, let me help you with some, some empathy here. So what color is this piece of paper here? Blue. blue, blue, yeah. Now, what if I was to tell you that it's white? White. Who says it's blue? Raise your hand if you think it's blue. Okay, yeah, okay. I say, though, that it's white. Now, you say that it's blue, and I say that it's white. Now, I say it's white because of the vantage point of where I'm standing, I see it as white. And the vantage point you have it, you see it as blue. But this is actually a white piece of paper. <clears throat> well, but it but was blue to you, though. And the reason why you saw it as blue was because of where you're sitting, you see it as blue. But from where I'm sitting, I see it as white. Who's right? 
both are. But empathy is the ability to stop telling people, no, it's white, when it is blue. And for blue people to stop saying, no, it's blue, when it's white. And empathy is the ability to not try to put people in their place, but to go in their place and look at it from their perspective and go, oh, wait, no, that is blue. Oh, wait, oh, wait, no, that is, that is white. And you have the inability to ever see it as white if you continue to sit in the same place that you're sitting and not willing to come to the other side and see it from a different perspective and go, oh, okay, now I see some things. Y'all see what I'm saying? And so what ends up happening is people who are not loving will say, well, I'm sitting here and it's blue. It's blue. But you have to have the ability to come along on the other side of things and go, well, let me see from what, what you see. And then let's see how God sees things in this situation. And I, I'm going to tell you right now, people don't go to a white church. People don't go to a black church because there's black people or because there's white people. Ready? Listen to me. People go to a church where they are loved deeply, accepted wholly for who they are. Go with me. This is, this is why. If we will be a church that just loves people deeply, you'll get every person that will come. Young, old, black, white, poor, rich, Democrat. Republican, are y'all with me today? We unite under the banner of a church that has been loved greatly, and because I've been loved greatly, I also love deeply. For me, not to love people is to, is to not have love from the Lord. Because how many, how many have been loved well by God? God how many God has accepted you for who you are? God has affirmed you. God is, yeah, and because we've received that love from Him, we love people the same way. And so I don't, want, I don't want people just to see what we're saying as a church in this season. I want people to see what we're doing as a church in this season. So we got to love deeply. Got to love deeply. Let me give you the second thought. We've got to walk humbly. We've got to walk humbly. Let me read this passage in uh, Philippians chapter 2. I think I, have, I think I have, it says Proverbs on here, but it's Philippians chapter 2. Yeah, I have Proverbs on here. It's Philippians 2, and I'm going to read it out of the Passions Translation. It's verses 3 through 5. Watch, listen, watch this. Be free from pride-filled opinions. Amen. Okay, let's close and let's just go home. All right. We can just stop there, right? Be free from pride-filled opinions. And, and I, can I tell you, I have a lot of people go, Pastor Josh, what do you think about this? And here's my response to them. What does it matter what I think? We need to see what the Bible has to say about something. Let's see what Jesus thinks because my opinions really don't matter in the end. It's what Jesus thinks for, watch this, be free from pride-filled opinions for they will only harm your cherished unity. Don't allow self-promotion to hide in your hearts because that's what it does. It wants to hide in there. Be in authentic humility. Put others first and view others as more important than yourselves. Abandon every display of selfishness. Possess a greater concern for what matters to others instead of your, your own interest. And consider the example that Jesus, the anointed one, I love this, watch what it says, has set before us, let his mindset become your motivation. Oh my goodness. I mean, no, we need no other motivation than let's just have the mind of Christ, the unity of Christ. Let's be uh, under his and walk humbly before him. The most humble man on the planet was Jesus, and yet he was hurt the most. He was hurt the most. 
But he was the most humblest. And here's what I know. There's nothing that will destroy your life, your marriage, your family, this church, our community, and our nation more than pride. Pride. Pride divides. Pride says, I only care what I want, what I think. Pride is self-centered, and it will destroy anything that it puts in its path. Any of y'all ever been in that place where it's like, it's hard to say, I'm so, so yeah. I'm so, yeah. y'all been there? Sorry. And it was just hard to say, it's pride. I was wrong. It's pride. But here's what I know. Watch this. Just as much as pride can destroy all those things, ready? Nothing builds your life, your marriage, your family, your church more than humility. It's humility as we walk humbly as a people before the Lord. And so only, watch this, only humility can get you out of what pride got you into. I can tell you over these last 12 weeks, I've had to walk into my bedroom with my wife and humble myself. Anybody ever eaten humble pie? It's not my favorite, by the way. I just I love cherry a whole lot more. But humble pie and humility has strengthened my marriage where pride has tried to divide it and destroy it. And the same is in every relationship, whether it's a relationship with your kids or relationship with coworkers or whoever that may be. We got to walk humbly before the Lord. And let me give you the last one is to seek you desperately. God, help us to seek you desperately. Desperately. So um, a couple years ago, I had the opportunity to bring my boys to their first LSU game. Oh, they were so pumped. I mean, they had been asking for a while. God, we got, Dad, we need to go to an LSU game. Okay, so I brought them to LSU game. And of course, when it's your first, your kid's first LSU experience, you want them to have the whole experience. So you get there super early and you park like seven miles and you don't complain because it's the LSU game. It's different than church. But um, you, you come and you, you get there. And you get there early because you, you got to go down Victory Lane, Victory Hill. And you got you know, you to have your boys here. Dun, 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 dun. Do, do, do. And, you know, you got the free songs. I mean, it's like, ah, it's amazing. Did I say that right? Okay, I just want to make it. Okay. Y'all, y'all should be proud of me. Okay. Mexican going. Okay, so... It's, it's, I got Joel on my shoulders, and man, I'm like filming and, you know, seeing his smile, and Josiah and Judah are all by me, and, you know, you got all these people, and you got the band going, and you got the players coming, and they're high-fiving, it's just, got like, it's just like one of those, like, awesome moments. And, and so after all that passes, then it was like, okay, let's hurry up and get in, and so you get into the stadium, and we're there still super early, and so it's like, hey, I want, I want to give them the whole experience, so I want them to, like, see these players up close. So we go down to, you know, as close as we can get to the field and, you know, we're watching players and watching these guys warm up and just having a great time. And I, I get a phone call. So I pull out my phone and I, I, I see who it is. It's someone that I know. And I'm like, I'll call them later. And I, you know, ignored it, put it back in my pocket. Not probably 30 seconds later, calls again. What's up? Ignore it, put it back in my pocket. Calls again a third time. What in the world is going on? I ignore it. I call, 
put it back in my pocket. I'm like, I'll, I'll just have to call him later. This is a moment I'm having with my boys. And then I get a text message. And the text message says, why are you screening my calls? And I said, what are you? And so I reply, what are you talking about? And, and he goes, I'm watching you. They were in the stadium and saw me with my boys and wanted to call and say hello. And instead he saw me on the bottom going, nah, 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 nah. I had to eat humble pie, by the way, after all that was over. Like, oh man, I'm sorry, man. I was just here with my boy, trying not to be on the phone and all that, which he understood. But I think about that right now in the season that we're in. I think God's trying to call us. And I think there's some of us that are screening the call. Nah, I don't want to deal with that. I don't, don't want to talk about that. I don't want, no, not right now, God. I'll call you when I need you. God says, no, 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 if my people who are called by my name will just pick up the phone. Can I tell you right now, God is speaking louder than we even imagine. Here's the question. Are we tuned in and listening? Because he's speaking. He's speaking to our nation. He's speaking to our church. He's speaking to our communities. He's speaking to some of you right now and maybe you don't like what he's saying. But God is calling us to press in and to seek him desperately. There was a king in 2 Chronicles, actually. We read 2 Chronicles 7. You fast forward 13 chapters to 2 Chronicles 20 and there's a king by the name of King Jehoshaphat. I like to call him Japhat, you know, for short. He, um, he's a godly king. And he's got this moment where there are four armies all around him that are seeking to destroy him. And I want to show you what he does in this moment. When there's pressure all around you, and you got people saying things, or you just got all this noise that's going on, and you just feel the weight of, man, I don't, what do I do? I want to show you what he does. Second Chronicles chapter 20, let's do this, and then we're going we're gonna to close out today. It says, then Jehoshaphat was afraid. Which, by the way, I just want to stop there and just tell you. These last 12 weeks, there have been moments where I've been afraid. Any of you? And I love that the Bible doesn't shy away from sharing that. That there are men that were in leadership that, that had fear. But I want you to see how he responds to the fear it says, he sets his face to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast throughout all of Judah. Now watch this. Next verse says this. And Judah assembled to seek help from the Lord. From all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. They came to seek the Lord. Come on, how many of you know I think our country would be a lot better if we would pray more and post less? And I pray that our social media voice is nowhere near as loud as our prayer voice is. And we are seeking the Lord in this season more than ever. But I want to show you what verse 12 says. I love this. It says in verse 12, we are powerless against this mighty army that is about to attack us. And we don't know what to do. 
Anybody said that recently? I'll tell you, when I, when I saw some of the stuff that was coming on Facebook over these past couple of weeks, I felt, felt difficult. I felt powerless. I felt like I don't, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to... This has been where, where I've been going to for the last, well, really last 12 weeks, but definitely within the last couple of weeks of, God, I'm looking to you for help. Psalms 121 says it this way. I love how David says it. David says it this way. I lift my eyes to the hills for where does my help come? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. Now watch what verse 18 says, and then we are done. Verse 18 says this of 2 Chronicles. Can y'all put that verse up for me? Verse 18 says, Then Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground, and all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell down before the Lord, worshiping the Lord. I don't know what we're going to do. Got armies all around us. Got all these emotions. And I'm going to seek the Lord. I'm going to call all to seek the Lord with me. And Jehoshaphat, as the leader, bows down before the Lord. And all of Judah and all of the inhabitants come and they follow in his lead, worshiping the Lord. How many know when you don't know what to do, prayer and worship is your greatest weapons that you have ever, 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 ever. And so I want to end with this because I believe that in 2020, I think one of the words that we're going to probably hear from here on out has become kind of defining word of 2020 is social distancing. Social distancing. And I understand it is to keep people healthy. But I want to share with you today a distance that I believe this distance can change the world, can change your marriage, can change your life. And it is the distance of 20 inches. You say, well, what's, what's 20 inches? I believe there are 20 inches between if my people and then I'll heal their land. And those 20 inches is the, the distance between your knees to the ground. Knees to the ground. It's a posture. It's a physical posture of a dependence on, how many know you can't fight on your knees? But here's the beauty of this story, ready? They bow on their knees and God goes to battle for them. So I wanna end today, if you want to join me on this journey of getting on my knees and inviting the Lord to come and help and heal this land, heal my heart, heal our church and help us stay united together for what God has for us. If you can't, that's perfectly fine, but I'm going to get on my knees here. And if you're watching online, you're invited to do the same right there where you are. If you want to create your home, that's just a sanctuary for the presence of the Lord. Would you just begin to cry out to the Lord just right there where you are? He knows what's going on in your world, but would you just be honest before him? Say, dear Heavenly Father, in this moment right now, God, we submit our emotions, our opinions, and our thoughts before you. God, we need you. 
We declare it today, God, that we're not screening your calls. God, we're inviting you to come. We humble ourselves before you. God, I repent of anything that's been in my heart that has not been loving. Anything that has been in my heart that has broken your heart. God, we turn to you. We seek your face. We acknowledge today we don't know what to do, but we are committed to seeking you. God, we're committing to going after you. God, we're committing to standing for you. God, I pray, Lord, that as we come in a posture physically, that this would be a posture of us spiritually, of our hearts. God, we surrender our lives to you. If that's you, if you've never surrendered your life to Jesus, what an incredible moment for you just to say, Jesus, I need you. Jesus, I want you. Jesus, forgive me. Heal me. Thank you, Jesus, for going to a cross, for loving us deeply, for walking humbly, for seeking your Father. And today at the foot of the cross, we are all people in need of your grace and your mercy. And we thank you that it is the goodness and the kindness of God that leads us back to you. Thank you that you're closer to us than we've ever imagined. God, I pray right now, Lord, heal our land physically. God, we pray against COVID-19 that it would go. It would go back to the pit of hell where it came from. God, I rebuke that right now in Jesus' name. God, we rebuke right now the spirit of racism and hatred and injustice. God, we bind together right now in healing in our land. God, we break pride, prejudice, and poverty as your people today. God, we unite together, lifting up the name of Jesus that is above every name. And we thank you, God, that you're here in this place. We love you. Come on, just right here as you're still on your knees, I want you just to sing this right along with the worship team. Come on, we're going to just worship the Lord as King Jehoshaphat and all Judah did in this moment. Come on, we're going to sing to the Lord. Come on, would you just worship him right there where you are? Come on, sing, here I am. Here I am to worship here I am to bow down. Come on, sing this out. Here I am to say that you're my God. You're all together lovely, all together worthy, all together wonderful to me. Come on, sing that out one more time. Tell them. Here I am to worship. Come on, lift your voice. Here I am to bow down. Here I here I am to say that you're my God. You're all together lovely, all together worthy, all together wonderful to me. Sing, I'll never know.
Here I am to worship. Come on, tell him. Here I am to bow down. Here I am to say that you're my God. Oh my God. You're all together lovely, all together worthy, all together wonderful to me. Jesus, we love you. We love you. We love you. We love you. God, thank you, Lord, for loving us when we weren't lovable. But you loved us and you pursued us and you gave us grace and mercy. God, today, Lord, let us be a people who love you deeply and love one another deeply. Help us to walk humbly before you and before those in our family, those in our, in our neighborhoods, those in our workplaces. God, help us to be a people who seek you first. We call out to you. We answer your call. In Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Come on, let's give Jesus some praise. Come on, you can do better than that. We love him. He's worthy.